Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Weekly Dish on My Talk 1071. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. We are here to give you all the fun things, food and fancy and footlight and free, I guess, is what we're feeling. Yes. That's how we're feeling because it's spring. Just it has arrived. It has arrived. It's here. We're feeling good. I'm feeling like I want asparagus all the time for some reason. Yep. I, and I just absolutely don't have them growing out of my yard anymore like I used to. And I'm not planting them. Did you plant? You haven't planted them. You have them up north, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah. They're up at the cabin, and I'm going up Sunday, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Will be my first asparagus glimpse, and I bet <sighs> I'll have some. Yeah, I did see some friends who I know have them planted, and they had cooked their first. It was the Kelly O'Reilly farm. Yeah. And they had uh, they'd planted them, and they'd seen that they were cooking, and I felt like, okay, that's on. It's on. Well, in the first year, you can only take a couple. Right. You, you have to be go. judicious. Um, there's like the ones that are in the garden in my old house in Orno, like nobody knows they're there. They're like basically wild patch. Yeah. And someone's going to move in at some point again and be like, what? And I think that's kind of a joy. Yeah. I like that too, about the mystery of the spring. Yeah. When you move into that first house. I've been in my house a couple of years now, so I'm yeah. getting used to what's there. And Joey and Ryan sent me a picture. They're like, uh, we have blueberries. Like they didn't, they have like four blueberry, eight blueberry bushes or whatever. Huh. So they're like, apparently, and they only knew that because the neighbor next door had said, oh yeah, you know, I have the same bushes. Like your neighbors bought them the same time. There's an app that if you're wondering what's in your yard, because Ellie's in her yard for the first spring. And it is pretty helpful because she sends me pictures and I tell her what it is. It's called Picture This. Oh, yeah. And you can take a picture of a plant. Sure. Or a tree or a leaf and it will tell you what it is. And I just do the Google Lens, you know, which is the same thing. Oh, yeah. You just do I never a, even thought about that. Yeah, I just do it, which, you know, you do for like barcodes and other things yeah. too. But <clears throat> it works for plants and cool. trees because that's yeah. what I've been doing. Um, speaking of plants and trees, it's a big weekend for plants. Oh, yes. And a I have huge. to say, I thought the Star Tribune had a delightful oh, I missed it. roundup of the sales this weekend. Oh, did they really? Yeah. Great. So if you're looking for it, maybe I'll grab it and put it on the show page. Oh, do it. So a lot of great ones. Um, so, I mean, the big, the two biggies, there's the two huge ones is the Friends yep. plant sale out at the state fairgrounds. And that one is, has been going since 1989, which is crazy. 
Um, huge one over the whole weekend. Everyone kind of that's one that the city migrates towards. I think most people in town. Yeah. But there is the arboretum as well. Yes. And the arboretum to me has always been the better plant sale because they have better vegetables. They have more herbs and more things, and you can get the U of M varietals. You can get a U of M apple tree like varietal, which started, is cool. Which is very cool. I don't know. I I'm a, I'm jamming on the uh, the arboretum always. For that. I am having feelings about plants this year because, first of all, not to be the Debbie Downer, but Uh-oh. it feels like there's what a lot more? of expense this year. You feel like they're more expensive, much more. Okay, so that's one observation. The second observation, and I'd already known this going in. I get real excited in the spring and I overplant and then things are all crowded and nothing has room to grow. Right. So this was the year I was going to really try to restrain. Okay. So I've done all my pots. I've got all my seeds planted and I'm getting ready to plant up north, but I'm not buying a lot of perennials this year. I'm going to kind of split some things and just see. Yes. But that's a real conscientious, hard choice. Yes. I did drive to three different places yesterday because I would not pay $8.99 for one little four-inch petunia pot. And this is the way... Okay, so even at Lund's when I was grabbing tulips, I it was like there was like a 24... Or no, there was like an 18, you know, stem grab. And it was like it was like 32 bucks or something yes. like that. I was very much like, wait a minute, is that what this is now? I don't know if it's just because it's Mother's Day weekend. That's what I figured. I mean, and I usually never buy a big tulip. I only ever get the small, you know, fresh cut tulips. And like, that's just kind of fun. But I don't know if I've ever bought them like high season and thought about yeah, it. Yeah, so I that's, know. That could same. be that. But at the same time, it was a moment of like, is that? And I mean, every basket, like that's more than just one thing in a medium-sized basket is starts at $50. Really? So that also felt like, huh, okay. Yeah, I have to, uh, yeah. All the vegetables I saw were like $4.99, $5.99, $6.99. But that's what it was. That's usually what it is. Yeah, $4.99. Herbs are always usually around $4.99, mm-hmm. I feel like. Here's what else I did. I usually buy like, I think I'm getting cheap in my old age. I think so, you are. I usually buy like ground covery things for the base of some of my house plants that I put outside. Yeah. And I was like, hey, I'll just do like rosemary this year and then I'll have mint over here. Yeah. So instead of ground covery things, I bought herb things yeah. so that at least I can use them in yeah. cooking and go and snip, snip, snip. Sure. Yeah. So okay. we'll see. Yeah. You're ch- and if you do chives, well, chives and mint will just take over. Yeah. So you might as well just, that's my Put them in thing. pots. Cause yeah. Well, no, I mean, unless you want ground cover, why not have mint be your ground cover? Like, why not? Yeah, true. True. You know true. what I'm saying? Yep. Like people get all weird about how it takes over. And I think, I think that's wonderful. I would well, rather that, that than, than creeping Charlie. Yeah. Which is totally a thing that and I can't. And a member of the mint family. Yeah. I know people, I remember mowing over them being like, it is lovely to mow over this. Because it does smell good. And you good. could eat this. Like, you could eat this. You pro- I don't know if you can eat Creeping Charlie. I feel like you could. I feel like someone told it us. It certainly smells like you could, but we should look it up. I know. This is true. You're very, you're getting very good in your, like, assessments. Let's not lie about <laughs> stuff just because we have a feeling about it, which has sort of been our thing for a long time. Gosh, guys, what are we going to do for both? I don't know. Because I feel facts. like Creeping Charlie is a weed, so I'm afraid. Like, You should oh. look that up. <laughs> All right, I'm going to look it up. While you're doing that, I'm going to tell you about Maison Margot. Oh, please do. I know. I, I was missed really... all of the previews this yeah, week. I'm sad. Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. So you had fun. I did. Um, okay, so Maison Margot, you guys, is literally the uh, redoing of the Ribnick First Space. 
David Fima and his family, and I say the family because Eli, his yeah. son, is like literally there being and in his charge wife's as well. Window, right? Yes, and I love that. I love that for them. Um, so FEMA tour, toured me around during the preview and he basically gave us the whole story that like, truthfully, he, like everyone else was looking at the Bratcher farmer space after yep. 2020. And, uh, he said that he was just like, the numbers look too big and he just wasn't feeling it. He wasn't feeling that size of an investment. And he was walking down the street and the Ribnick family guy, you know, came out of his shop and was like, how are you doing? You know, like you should come in and look at my building. And he's like. I don't, I, I'm not interested in this. And he's like, eh, just come in and look anyway. And he said that they walked around and he was like, oh my God, this place is amazing. And he showed him the upstairs and the downstairs and all of the things. And he just, FEMA got bit. He got bit with the vibe and he ended up making the deal. And so now he took on this huge three-story building and he's, it's great inside, you guys. It yeah. is if you've seen a lot of the videos, it's like, I don't even care about the food at this point. Like, literally, I was like, I the vibe here is so good. The main level is blue and white. It feels like just French countryside blue and white and lots of airiness, but also a little sophistication, but not overly done. And then I'm going to like it. You're going to really like it. And then like the bar is like dark blue panel. It's just cool. And then. You go upstairs. There's an event space upstairs. He's he's got rid of the entire upper area. It's all like you know, right? Communal seating and the rest. And then the lower the basement bar. It's a they're doing a speakeasy thing because apparently that's what we do now. Yep. And although he's like, you if you need the password, you just come down. We'll give you the password. I'm like, okay. Um, but it's nonetheless, it's like, he's like, I want everyone to come. It's dark red. Everything is red. It's like the lighting is going to be the most hard to read anything like. You're not going to be able to read a thing, but who cares? You're not reading in a bar. Right, right, right. <laughs> and it's just, I don't know. It's just very cool. I was very happy with it. And it, hes it's really personal to him. And I think it's personal to him because if you think about it, <clears throat> he does so much stuff with Timberwolves and Target Center. Yep. And then when he took over the forum, you know, or the for, the forum space to make it FEMA's, you can't really get to do anything with that space. No, you don't get to touch it. It's historic. Yep. So this is his first, you know, kind of come back into that space, space, I think, in a long time. So I'm, this is interesting to watch. I like it. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Uh, okay. We have a lot of things to talk about today. Um, we're going to talk about rhubarb for me. I'm so excited about oh, that. Oh yeah. Rhubarb, some seeds. Yep. We're going to do a little bit more grad party idea stuff. Uh, spring cookbooks we have on tap today, but also we're going to talk a little bit about the dinner party question I put up on yeah. the uh, Facebook. So we are going to do that. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back. This is the weekly dish on my talk. Hey everybody. Welcome back to weekly dish on mother's day weekend. Ah! Shout Mother's Day. To all the moms. Seriously. And, you know, moms is a big word, right? Moms is a big word. You can be grandmom. You can be mom. You can be auntie. You can Steps. be neighbor mom. You can be friend mom. You can just be one of the Stephanies and therefore <laughs> be a mom of other Stephanies. We are going to uh, we are gonna anoint you, you can as be a, a dad as and a, be a mom. Well, the, the single dads. I always, I usually yes. shout out on Mother's Day, the single dads and the steps. Because... You're adjacent and you feel like it's like, hello, you feel like you're sitting in the corner stool being like, um, hello. Yeah. And as someone who has had a few stepmoms, I can tell you, <laughs> like, you don't ever get your due. No. But if you try and engage in some other family that has become your family and try to mother those people, whoever those people are, yes. that's not an easy job. I was a terrible stepdaughter. 
But <laughs> I feel like I've recovered over time. You have. And, you know, my stepmom is very important to me, as is my mother-in-law. Yes. You know, when I had a lot of parents and then now I have fewer parents. And Every, the people that's that how are works, left to actually. parent me, I'm like, sorry, you're I'm sitting here. With me. I'm one of your parents. <laughs> yes. I mean, but it takes a village, right? My sister par- parents me. Yeah. I parent her. Yeah. Like, when... It just takes a village. It does take a village. And I, you know, and, and it, it really truly is. I, cause you know, when we have to write copy for things and it's like, you're part of the thing where you're like, okay, we're setting a tone and it really is truly, I will never not include all the people who are, it's not just about, it's not just about birthing. It's about nurturing. It's and, about caring. It's about being there for your people. And also like, and that doesn't take away from our actual no. biological mothers. And, and mom being a mom is like a feeling too. Yeah. Right. Because I'm Mother Stanley. I would like to acknowledge that some people are mothers of <laughs> You have become pets. a pet mom. I'm you obsessed have. with him. You he are. doesn't allow me not to be because he's... I've never had a dog that was like a herder, kind of. Mm-hmm. He's just on me all the time. Yeah. Just around me, on me, nipping at me, letting me this know he's me there. This makes me feel like I'm just... That makes me cringy. I just don't want that. I Except that it's a dog, so it's sweet. Yeah. I love him. I know. You do. You've become... <laughs> you've actually become a dog mom. I know. Which is person. so weird because, like, Cause over 15 dog years. Because nothing. No, and for over 18 these, years. Yeah, you have not. No. Like, that's not. Uh-uh. Like, I would forget for years at a time that you had a dog. I know. And then people would see my dog and be like, oh my God, is that dog still alive? <laughs> <laughs> I thought she was dying when I met her. Yep, pretty much. Um, okay, I love all this. Um, okay, we have like 36 comments on the Facebook post. Which oh. I know that I've been lacking setting up a question, no, kids, but you're I'm coming great. back. I'm coming back. Here's what I got for you. All right, so it's it's basically, it's starting to be where like, People are opening their patios, and I have a couple of friends who are, like, also inviting people. They're like, oh, I'm going to have a patio party. Yes. You know, a little cocktail party, a little something. And I was like, yes, absolutely. Let's do it. Let's have these things. And uh, so I was seeing, this came up in a discussion I had, like, with some of the ladies last night over wine. But, like, okay, so you're having a patio party. You're going to someone's new house. You've never been there. It's not like your friend said. It's not like you, me, coming over to your house. This is going to a house that you've never been to before. And this is maybe a new friend or whatever. And they are like, they've already rebuffed your attempts to bring the salad or the dip or the, you know, something, the dessert. They've already said, no, no, I've got it covered. And you happen to know that they have a lot of wine and spirits. You don't want to bring the LaMarca, Lisa, but (laughs) Lisa rounds. Uh, But you basically want to give them something. You want to show, you don't want to show up empty handed. I already know what I would do. Okay. What would you do? Something I can't. So pickles or salsa or my chow chow. Oh, you can't. I thought you were saying something you can't. No, I would make, I would bring something like that. A can of something. Or, yeah, I might make a shrub. Okay. I would just, You would do something like made and like homey and all the rest? Yes. Okay, I like this idea. Let me just be clear that like, I'd also, I needed to caveat, we're not bringing flowers because again, we know how I feel about, it's a a part-time job. When you bring me flowers, you make it my part-time job. Here's another idea. I have to go find a vase. I have to go find water. Do I, where do I put them? Should they be on the table? Are they now part of my kitchen? This is a part-time job. Here's another good idea, I think, and then we'll get to the listeners. Yes. um, Because they always have the best ideas. They do have such good ideas. How about an herb pot? Oh, I like that idea. Oh, wait a minute. That's very on trend. It's very right now. Yeah. You could use, you could do mint for if this person likes whiskey. So it's like the mint julep pot. Yeah. Or just for whatever. Because it's also spring and Mm -hmm. it kind of says you can plant this or you can just. Or you can bring it in a planted, you know, everybody's got a little glass container around. Just pop it in there. I love this. Uh, okay, we have, 
uh, Jennifer says a new friend is a bouquet of flowers. And I, I, I do see this. I, do I see always this. love flowers. I know. But I, I get know. I'm sort of crabbing about it. But I think whatever. I said, and she says she picks up uh, various places at clearance on craft sales, a stash of hostess gifts, and make a basket look extra a little bit with tool and cellophane yard. Sales are the good time to pick up baskets. Totally agree with that. Gosh, I wish I was her friend. That I sounds know. fancy. I know. Jennifer is coming over at some point. Uh, Julie, one of our faves, says one of my girlfriends brought me a package of really nice paper plates with matching napkins and guest towels, a I like barbecue that too. magazine, a grill spatula, and cedar planks. That's, I mean, that's a great, fancy. That's a lot. She goes, I have done that myself. It's always a hit. Another thing I've done is a fancy donuts for the host for the next morning. That's good. The that's next morning thing, like Elka-Seltzer. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what does that say about their cooking, though? That would be like, oh. No, it's more like you drink You're too much, drink I think. Too much. Um, Paper napkins are always welcome. You always use them. Paper napkins. Yeah, just like spring napkins. That's a fun or, little thing. Yep. Cocktail recipe with mix-ins from Cheryl. Kristen says, beautiful, good quality hand soap. Yeah. What do you I, think of that? I like soap, but then you have all the soaps. Yeah. Um, Morgan says a candle and a bath bomb. I like that, too. I know. Kristen says maple syrup, and she's gotten four up likes on that one. People love that. That's a good idea. Maple syrup's a good idea. Uh-huh. Because you can put it in whiskey. Yes. <laughs> Again. I know. Maple syrup and um, a mint plant would okay. be excellent. Here's a lot of people have said tea towels, a beautiful dish towel. You can never have enough dish towels. Okay, but I feel like I have too many dish towels right now. Well, go through them and give me the ones you don't want. Okay. And I'm I, not saying don't give me dish towels, because I guess here's the thing is I do love it. I'm always like, oh, I'm always appreciative when I get them, but my drawer is overflowing. Okay, so my di- you have to go through the drawer, and now you have to move the ones that are a little more used little into crabby, the garage. A little into the garage. I know yep. this is true. Okay. I use them. I put them. I line planters when oh. I bring my plants in so that they don't drip on the floor. I have all kinds of uses for old dish towels. Lori said this and that this is a great one. A lemongrass plant to repel mosquitoes. Maybe a fancy citronella or candle. That is a good one. You know, as, as long as it doesn't stink up the place, which is you have to make sure that, you know, this is not for burning at the table. This is just for outside yep. some other time. And a lot of people are like, I wish those actually worked. Some of them do. Lemongrass actually can yeah, work, but yeah. not all the time. And those little ones in the metal pails, mm-hmm. I think, are a little more caustic and they work. <laughs> Oh, my God. Just make sure they're outside. Danya, I love her. A bag of fancy. What would I do? What would I do with that? Like, where do I put the ice, basically? Uh, We have a lavender tree, high-end chocolates. Lavender tree? Where do you get a lavender tree? The garden center. I guess. That's that's a good one. I don't want to bring someone a tree, though. Okay. Anyway, there's lots of great. Keep putting stuff out there, guys. What are we bringing? Olive oil, good beer, coffee beans. Let's keep at it. We need it. We need an answer. All right, we'll be right back. This is the weekly dish. One of my favorite days this week was uh, Friday TV day. I looked for you. Were you on this Friday? Okay, I didn't think so because I like poked my head in, but you weren't there. No, I had a. I was off. I got to be on um, Jason's show talking about rhubarb, and my favorite part of the whole day was to go rhubarb bars. We need bars. bars. Um, Yeah. Rhubarb is coming. It is already here in the grocery stores. Yes. Is it in the grocery stores? I haven't seen it. It is here, but it's not from the Twin Cities yet. Oh, that feels it's weird. Like, no, it's from thank Oregon. You. It's okay. I mean, if you need is rhubarb it? and yours isn't ready to go, ours I mean, is in the Twin Cities. I would say rhubarb I've seen is about five to six inches tall. So you want to wait until it's about 10 inches tall. True. true. It's give just a little early. more time. Yeah. Um, but I have a mystery patch that I did not know exists at my stepdad's house. Yeah. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, is that rhubarb? It's like a gigantic shrub. Really? I said, I am coming and yeah. I am taking all that rhubarb. He's like, oh, that's fine. That's fine. Um, so a couple things. I made these rhubarb custard bars and they're very easy to make. And I had to pantomime it on the show because you basically take two sticks of butter, flour, and powdered sugar, and you either pastry cut it together or you can do it. I did it in the food processor, just pulse, pulse, pulse. Yeah. Pour it out into this pan and it's like sand. And you're pressing it down and you're thinking, well, this isn't going to work because it's not moist at all. It feels like dry sand that I'm pressing down. It's not even that sticky, but it is butter. Yeah. Yeah. So then when you put it in the oven for 15 minutes, that butter like bubbles up and it makes like this kind of shortbready crust. And there's still some dry spots a little bit when you take it out. Yeah. And then you pour the eggs, sugar, fresh rhubarb. Please don't use frozen. Everybody thinks you can substitute frozen rhubarb in all these recipes. You can't. You can't. It's you different. can in some. Yeah. But this, it's just, it would be too wet. It yeah. would not work in a bar. So then you pour all that custardy goodness on the top. Yeah. And then just bake it. Yeah. So it's super easy. Yeah. They're, they kind of, they come out with that shortbread, moody crust. Yeah. Yes. That dense, like bottom. And super delicious. So that is something to try. Um, also, I've made my first rhubarb syrup. Okay. And this is just the easiest thing. And you could do this for a guest thing, too. Yes, you could. So you just get rhubarb and you cut it into chunks, yeah, like an inch, inch and a half, whatever. Put it in a saucepan with sugar and to taste. So I always start with a quarter cup. And then if it's not sweet enough, I'll add more. Kind of depends on your rhubarb, too. And then you cook it and you can tell when it's ready because it all of a sudden goes from chunks of rhubarb in a watery sauce to like jam looking. Yeah. Cause it just breaks down all of a sudden. And then you take that and you put it in a strainer and you press out the solids so that the juice is coming through the strainer and it gets a little thick sometimes. Yes. And you scrape along the bottom of the outside of the strainer and you're left with what I call rough jam inside that strainer. Yes. That you can freeze and use in like muffins or cakes. You just swirl it in. And it's full of flavor. It's just more fibrous, but yeah. it's all like a jam. So that's what I use when I make a cake or I make a muffin or even like um, a bunt cake. You could put that in the middle. There's a lot of uses for that. So okay. just keep that, keep freeze that, it, keep throw it, it, it into the, the freezer and use yeah. it later. Even like you could make it pancakes. Well, I was going to say you could use, you could even Scones. make them into ice cubes. Like yep. you could put the, that stuff into an ice cube and then you're so right. Pop that stuff into a drink. I never even thought about that, but put that that's in a fantastic. Fizzy gin situation. So then you have this syrup and you do equal parts syrup to liquor. Yeah. So I did a gin and tonic. So I had an ounce and a half of gin and an ounce and a half of the rhubarb syrup. I finished it with a little elderflower cutonic. I was looking for something. Rhubarb, gin and tonic. Yeah, the boyos came over and we sat on the deck and I had gin and tonics. And I just did, we just did gin, fever tree, lime, you know, mint and, you know, just sort of like jammed it up. But I was like, wish that I'd had a little something else to it. Yeah. Like I was happy. I love a G&T, a very clean one, especially kind of the first of the season. It's good to be. But I thought, but that's, I absolutely would have drizzled some of that rhubarb syrup in there. Yep. And you can use it on ice cream. You can use it on yogurt. Like there's a million uses for it too. And you just put a little cruet together and make that your little hostessy gift for the spring. I Easy. Like that. Um, here's another one. Okay. And this might be exactly right up your alley. I have been holding on to this recipe because I'm going to make it. Okay. A beet sage shrub. Oh. So what you do oh. is you have two cups of beets peeled 
a cup of cider vinegar, a tablespoon of sage, two thirds cup maple syrup and some salt. You blend all this in a blender. Then you press it and you just have this beautiful beet sage shrub. Okay. Because that would also be great in a gin and tonic. Beet sage shrub. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that's got a nice like earthiness. The sage is like uh-huh. it's like it's almost savory, but not. Yep. Ooh, I'm into I'm into this. You're gonna have to make double that. And, and the maple syrup is yeah. I am gonna make it. I don't know if I'll get to it this weekend, but yeah. I'm gonna make it. Okay. I'm gonna do a whole like little thing. I think about shrubs. I did put. I have like 15 rhubarb recipes, and I have a whole list of them, and I put it on our weekly dish show page. It includes the custard bars. It includes shrubs. Also, the drink syrup that you make, if you want to make it from a syrup into a shrub, yeah, you would just add some vinegar to That's it. That's it. And tell us about what vinegar you like to do that with. I use white distilled okay. because I don't like to have that cidery flavor in an apple cider vinegar. It's stronger. Yeah. But for certain, like in certain mixes, the apple cider is what you want. So right. it just kind of depends. I want the rhubarb and the subtleness of that fruit to come through yeah so i just use white distilled i feel like i want you to try some uh some japanese rice wine vinegar huh i find i feel like i want you to try that with the beets and the i would like sage. to try it because yeah. kurt can't have uh-huh. apples my husband has a weird allergy he can have distilled white vinegar but or rice vinegar but those are the only vinegars he can have yeah so there's something beautiful about rice that vinegar, vinegar would be great. Yeah, it's just a little bit like it's going to be more savory. I think it's actually not. It's lighter. It's like almost floral. Okay, the great. rice vinegar, the at least the Japanese stuff that I always get is. Uh, maybe I'll have to make two batches, yeah. one and oh. one, and then we can do a taste test. I like that idea. Okay, um, back to rhubarb though. Back to rhubarb. Don't eat the don't eat the the leaves because right. they're don't, poisonous. They're poisonous. They're gonna. So you just cut those off. They're pretty to fan around, but don't eat them. You can also like cut your rhubarb at the base, but you the recommended way is just to reach down to the very bottom and just pull it the stalk. Yeah. Kind of pull in twist motion. If you're harvesting rhubarb, you want to leave at least a third of the plant there. Yes. So you can harvest two thirds, but if you've got twenty stalks, you know, leave six or seven because that's gonna give it energy for the next year. Yeah, that's how it also gets um, and if you haven't and it propagates. Ever, like you can get fall rhubarb too. Yeah, you can. Late season rhubarb. And and there's you don't have to just have red stalks. Right. If you have green stalks, you can eat those too. Yeah. They're a little more tart, yeah. A little more sour, require a little more sugar. But the the fat stalks are fine, the thin stalks are fine. Like all of that, like it's not like asparagus where if it's thinner it's better. Right. None of that applies. No. And your rhubarb will be happy that you cut it down. Yeah. It will be happy that you thinned it out. It will grow back bigger, bolder, better. And if you like have someone in your neighborhood that doesn't look like they're harvesting, knock on their door. I've done that too. <laughs> and said like, excuse me, do you mind if I harvest your rhubarb? And yeah. I offer to bring them like, I'm like, I'll bring you some muffins or whatever it is. Yeah. And usually they're like, no, you don't have to. But yeah, go ahead. I didn't even know you could eat that. Yeah. Like it thought it was just grown in the corner. Yes. Also start to look for... You know, you can do things with lavender flowers, too. Oh, God, yeah. And we're getting into lavender season. Yeah. You can make some lavender syrups with the lavender flowers that are yeah. delicious. I'm not a huge fan of it. It just makes me think of soap. Like, I know that yeah. it's not, but I'm so tuned to lavender as a cleaning thing and as like a bathroom moment that I don't want to eat it then. I find myself I like not the syrups, wanting it. But I don't like it when they put seeds in coffee. Or like how, you know, they're floating them on top of a latte. Please do not put those seeds in my coffee. Then I really think 
it that really just has a weird taste. To yeah, me. It, I agree. And I've had it in chocolate too, and it's fine, but it's not. It's just not great for me. Try putting rhubarb too in like pancakes. You know, people think about like banana pancakes. Yeah, a rhubarb pancake is delicious. Or making a crepe and using like a rhubarb compote. Yeah. Someone was asking me on Jason's show about if you could use rhubarb as like a chutney. Yeah. I was like, absolutely, because yeah. if you're making lamb, a lot of Memorial Day is my big lamb excursion. Yeah. We do a whole lamb leg on Memorial Day and we always have a apricot or a mango chutney. So why not have a rhubarb chutney? It's yeah. a great idea. And you're just going to add a little clove to that, a little cinnamon. Do you have a, I was going to ask you, do you have an herb? Do you have like an herb uh, accompaniment that goes really well in your mind with thyme? Thyme. Yeah. Also yeah. mint. If it's fresh mint, if it's cooked thyme. Yeah. Thyme and rosemary, kind of that woody. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a rhubarb basil is not really, it's that is no. doesn't really work in my mind. And But but I will say like strawberry and basil are oh, yes. massive friends. Of course. And so you would think, but I don't really but think see, it works. And I know that everybody does strawberry rhubarb. Like that's the thing. I know that we're using these strawberries to help you kind of like soften Flavor, up the rhubarb. Yeah. But I don't. I don't love that. I don't either. I, want, I like it, it in a pie sometimes, yeah. but no. It almost takes me in a wrong direction. I want the rhubarb. The rhubarb. And remember, you guys, like for all the Pinterest stuff that's happening out there and all like the beautiful Instagrammy stocks that are just like on top and all their like hashy weave things. Just remember, like the challenge is that it's very like you have to cook it. It can't be raw on top of your pies and stuff. Or, or your stuff. we talked about this. Was it two years ago? You can. So if you want to have like a weave on the top of your yeah. cake. You can strip um, yes. with a vegetable peeler the outer layer and you can do like every other. So you still get that color, but you're not having all the fiber because that exterior is pretty fibrous. Tough. What they don't tell you in all these pretty cakes is that many of them that that's just a giant hunk of not super greatly cooked rhubarb. Yeah. So if you can avoid that, you're I think you're better off making the syrup and then using the compote and swirling it in and maybe having a little decoration yes. on the top. Agreed. You can also vegetable peel and take that strip. Yeah. Just the outer strip, mm-hmm. not any of the inside. Now that's fibrous, yes, but you're only using just that little teeny tiny strip. So by the time you cook it, it breaks down. That's true. That's true. Okay, there you go. There's your rhubarb tech. Rhubarb! There it is. Oh, uh, someone made a salad, too, with those strips. Really? Yes. A lemony vinaigrette. And I was then thinking that some... when you said that, I was like, ah, oh, you could do some really interesting weaving yes. things with that. Yep. Okay. Uh, guess what, guys? At the uh, next segment, will be the Ask Stephanie. It'll be 651-641-1071 if you want to give us a call. Otherwise, we will take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish during the... Ask Stephanie portion of the show. You can give us a call, 651-641-1071. Uh, we have Brian on the line. Brian, good morning. How how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're super good today. What what can we do? Well, you, you must remember a weed is a flower whose virtues have not been discovered. This is true. Okay. This is very true. And is there something called, a lawn ailment called Creeping Jenny? <laughs> there is? I believe so. Really? Yep. He's right. And what is it? I don't. I have no. Uh, some, you don't I, know. You called us to ask, and we don't know. Charlie. Oh, it's it's the uh, it's the uh, opposite of Charlie's, I guess. I don't know. There is a creeping, a creeping Jenny. Jenny. Can you eat it? I have heard. <gasps> Stephanie, what? you can eat creeping Charlie. Yeah, I know. Phil told Young us that. Young leaves. They have a mild mint-like flavor and tossed into salads. There you go. I'm gonna totally eat some today. Okay, <laughs> Brian, don't eat the herbs until no. we we vet it for you. Take care. Bye. <laughs> okay, thanks. Who knew? 
I know. I mean, right now we can have eat, be eating our hostas. We can be eating our creeping Charlie. Yeah. This is the time where you're eating well, the tender eat little the hostas, leaves. Right. The daylilies. Uh, you can eat the daylilies. Yeah. Remember the leaves, the oh, stems, yes, yes. and the flowers. Yes. Uh, we have Tammy who has said she's making potato salad for only the second time. Her mother-in-law just passed, so I'm trying to recreate hers. Uh, because of course she doesn't have a recipe and they don't make spin blend anymore. Wish me luck. Good luck. Seriously, Tammy. And also just remember potato salad is a feeling as much as it is a recipe. Oh, that's sweet. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, I, I literally think like you mix it together and if it feels like it's got enough stuff in it, great. If it doesn't just add more. Okay. Put it together. uh, It's mostly mayonnaise. Thank you, Phil, for your unpaid research about the creeping Charlie. We appreciate that. Yeah. Jamie has a picture on Twitter of her pineapple ginger pear shrub. I know. That's pretty great. Yeah. That looks really delicious. <clears throat> I bet that's really good in rum. Yeah. Okay. 651-641-1071 um, is the number to call. We Here's did. a few emails, Yeah. We had some too. stuff that came in on the emails. Okay. Uh, thanks, Stephanie. Oh, this was from Christine. Uh, uh, someone wanted to, she's calling in. She wants a PSA for everyone arranging catering this season that at least a third of the bill will be taxes and fees, not including labor. I will include no names, but this is something to look out for when you are buying catering. Say, what is it now? A third of the bill? A third of the bill, she said, was taxes and um, labor. Um, I will tell you also that the... uh um, you know, the Boyles were looking for uh, catering spaces, wedding spaces, those kind of things. I am shocked at the amount that it costs to rent a room, you know, like, yeah, I know everything. that it is. I, I get it. And it's definitely one of those things where you're kind of replacing the cost of the night that they would have had if you're doing it. And of course, you're going to want to do it on a weekend or things like that. But it's just it's wow, it's really expensive. And then you end up with the food, too. Yeah. OK, so Nancy has a question. She says, I'm looking for your suggestions for a spot for an 80th birthday That's party for, for yeah. around 30 people. Uh, the age range is 30 to 80. My sister is planning for her husband. They currently live in Michigan, but the party will be here. Uh, not a banquet place, but a fun, good food and drink place where we can sit for dinner but mingle for drinks and cocktails first. Could be Italian, Mexican, American, open to suggestions. Astor Cafe is perfect for this. Oh, great Because they have idea. lots of these little rooms. You could have cocktails out on the How patio along said? the riverfront. 30. 30 people. In age from 30 to 80. Okay. So I would just say to contact them, I think that's a great one. Um, I really do like that one. That's a, And it's like you don't necessarily need, like they do have a lot of little spaces. They do. Also, W.A. Frost has that whole basement that you could like have patio drinks, mm-hmm. you could meet up in the bar, and then they've got lots of little spaces. Here's a here's a thought too. This is a little bit kind of depending on your peeps, and I get it if this is a little awkward, but like O'Shaughnessy Distillery has an entire private upstairs room that is, you know, wonderful. They have not just whiskey, they have plenty of other cocktails, things that you can drink there. And they've got high low, you know what I mean? Like it isn't just like you're just drinking whiskey, but that's a really lovely space. The potato bar, it's called. And it's just kind of an interesting thing, too, because then people could go on a little distillery tour. Also, um, like Bad Weather Brewing in St. Paul has a whole side room. Yeah, that would be great. You could have their beer and you can cater in. So you have more flexibility on the food. Super true. All right. We have Kate on the line. Kate is here to ask us a question about pickle juice. Do you have a comment, Kate? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I know Stephanie Hansen and you have mentioned what you can do with pickle juice. Uh-huh. What can you do? What can you use it for? I forget. Oh, oh, my God. You can use it in salad dressing. You can use it in tartar sauce. You can use it to brine chicken. Chicken. It's a, it's a brine. So you, it's like so beautiful that way. You can use so you it can to use make it pot like roast. As a marinade for chicken. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But remember, like, it's don't salty. marinate it overnight because yeah. that's going to be too long and too much. Oh, okay. So just like 30 minutes. Um, also, oh. it goes great with gin and a martini. Just saying that. Makes a great martini. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. We have pickle martinis all the time on my deck. Okay. All right. Does that give you some ideas? Yes, it does. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Love that. Bye-bye. I I make salad dressing too. I Do use it really? instead of the vinegar. I just use the juice. Yeah, why not? I mean, it's and I there's times where it's like you know just a sip out of the old jar is not uncalled for. My daughter for. does that. Ellie I does know. it. She drinks it like kombucha. But there's a whole thing where it was like a big gig where they were marketing it as like the electrolyte moment after yes. you work out. So I mean, sure, go ahead. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Love it. Um, okay, we do have a question. We have a caller. We have Chris on the line about catering. Chris. Okay, yes, you guys are reading my email. Oh! And, um, yeah, so anyway, I'm planning uh, my mother's funeral luncheon. Uh, blessed be her memory. Um, it's, it's not a sad occasion. Great. Um, and I was just, you know, June in... Um, June on a Saturday, who thought it would be so hard to find a caterer? But I did. You did. And I'm very grateful, and it's going to be lovely, but, and math is not my strong suit. But okay. I just, in, in an effort to reduce general crabbiness in the world, I just wanted people to know, to expect yes. an operations charge anywhere from 15 to 25%. <sighs> and that covers, um, I think, administration, gas, you know, all these sort of incidentals. Right. That don't get called out. So my bill is um, going to be 5500 and I, my, as I said, math is in a strong suit. So it isn't a third of the bill, but $1,500 of that are fees and taxes. Yeah. That's crazy. So just be prepared. Don't get crabby with your caterer. Right. It just is what it is. Well, just like get take the nut number for what it is. Like either yeah. if they're saying fifty five, then that's what you deal with and that's how you think about it. Here's also... Yeah. If you're going out to dinner anywhere, I was just in Vegas and this just happened. I was out to dinner last night, too. If you are going out to dinner anywhere, please plan $100 per person because I've gone out with a party of four. Yeah. My bills have been between five and $700 if you're drinking, because yeah. if you're oh, going to sure. each have two cocktails, you're going to just it's expensive. So just plan accordingly because I'm like, OK, wow, I've spent so much money in food. I need mm-hmm. to like pull her back. There it is. Yep. Yep. And I just so yeah, that's the reality. All right. And um, thanks for calling in. I appreciate and, it. And happy Mother's Day. You happy happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, Chris. We're gonna take a break. <laughs> we'll be back on the other side. If you wanna call in, you certainly can. We'll get you on the other side of Weekly Dish.